0: Greetings, everybody. Welcome to the first episode of the Controversial Sports Podcast. I'm your host, DG. And in today's episode, we got a good one for you guys. We had a good opener. We are going to be redrafting the 2017 NBA draft five seasons later. These guys are wrapping up their fifth year. And I'm honestly sick of seeing everybody already trying to redraft the 2021 NBA draft like it didn't happen less than a year ago. Right? These guys are rookies. They're in their first seasons. These guys still have, you know, a a decade plus of basketball to go. Let's pump the brakes there. But three to five years in I think is perfectly reasonable. I was going to do 2019, but then I realized the whole Zion problem was really just too much for me. Right, The number one pick in that draft, we all know, is probably going to end up being the best player if not for John Morantz. But he just hasn't been healthy. So, like, do I move him down? No. Avoid that for now. But five seasons in for the 2017 guys. This is a good class. You know, you don't have any crazy ultra mega star like a Luka Doncic, a Giannis, a LeBron. But you got some pretty damn good players. You got a couple top-20 players in here. And a bunch of all-star caliber guys. So I'm going to quickly... What I'm going to do, I'm going to go through the picks... And who the team originally took And I'm going to give you my pick And I'll give you quick thoughts on them I'm going to try to keep this short because I know You know, I know you guys got other things to do I'm not going to hold you all day So, give us a follow on Instagram Give us a like, it's at ControversialSports.ig Check us out, you know, if you like our content You know, feel free to drop a follow If you don't like our content, hey, that's perfectly fine Appreciate it anyway But anyways, let's get started So the first pick in this draft was Markel Fultz to the 76ers, who they got from the Boston Celtics, who they got from the Brooklyn Nets. So Markel Fultz, unfortunately, is not going to be on here. I'm doing the lottery picks only because doing 30 or 60 picks would take way too long. And I know you guys don't have time for that. I don't have time for that. But Markel Fultz, unfortunately, will not be on here. And if we're being real, it's not his fault. You know, He had the brutal shoulder injury. And he kind of honestly got the yips, right? He kind of forgot how to shoot the ball. Jay Cole dropped a lyric saying, I pray for Markel because they messed up a shot or something like that. And, you know, Markel Fultz, I always thought was going to be really good because he's a do-it-all kind of player, do-it-all kind of guard out of Washington. And would have been sweet for the Sixers if he panned out, but I think this guy is a little bit better, and that's Jason Tatum. He has pretty much carried the Celtics to the one seed, or they might not be the one seed right now, but earlier today they would, just because I don't know how the games today went yet. I haven't looked. But, but Tatum's sweet. He's a two-way player, leads the league in defensive win shares, Um in 27 points a game, progressed pretty much every year he's been in the league, besides maybe a second year, he's shown up in the playoffs. He almost single-handedly beat LeBron. In the 2018 playoffs. You guys remember that? Remember that crazy dunk he had? It was close between him and this next guy I'm going to mention. But I think Tatum's a little bit better and the number one pick in the three drafts. Second pick, though, was the Los Angeles Lakers, and they took hometown hero Lonzo Ball out of UCLA. Now, I remember the Lonzo Markel Fultz debate a couple years ago. I thought both these guys are going to be all stars. You know, all on the A caliber players. And five years in, maybe they'll live up to the hype. Like we mentioned with Fultz. Fultz, it wasn't his fault. Lonzo's been all right though. He's seems like he's found his groove in Chicago. He was really the anchor of that defense before he got hurt. And the Bulls have and the Bulls have slipped without him. Hopefully when he comes back, they'll go back to the way they were playing. But they are missing him for sure. But I do have the Los Angeles Lakers taking Donovan Mitchell. I didn't realize this. Donovan Mitchell is six foot, but his wingspan is like close to six foot ten. I've never seen a height to wingspan ratio like that before in my entire life. That's crazy. (laughs) That's absolutely nuts. He has the wingspan of somebody that can actually play a four of the five. And I've lost sleep thinking about that. Like, how is this man of such long arms, but such an average height? But Donovan Mitchell is one of the few players that never averaged below 20 points a game in his career. Currently, he's putting up 26, 4, and 5 on pretty good efficiencies, and he's the reason why the Jazz are so good. Originally, he went uh, 13th at the Nuggets, who traded him to the Jazz. I don't remember that trade. I think it was for Trey Lyles and somebody else. But that's a stupid trade. Wow. Nuggets, quit making trades with the Jazz. You guys also gave him Rudy Gobert. So if you're a if you're a jazz fan, make sure you you take a nuggets fan out to eat and thank them for your two star players. Anyway, moving on to the third pick, Celtics. I got them taking Bam Adebayo. It was close between him and De'Aaron Fox for me because they can always play Fox in the tube. And then I realized, well, they still had Isaiah Thomas and Bradley, so I had them taking Bam. I Actually, don't know if Bradley resigned. I'll check that. I'm taking Bam Adebayo, maybe the defensive player of the year. He's already been to a finals. Let me pull up his career stats for you guys real fast. That's not Bam Adebayo. Bam Adebayo in his career so far. I mean, 13 and eights 20 PER, great defense. This season, 19-10. and 10. He's missed about 20 games, but when he's played, he's been great. Averaging a still and a half and a block per game. Um, Potential All-NBA players. Already made two All-Defensive teams. Bam Adebayo is my pick at three. Fourth, like I just mentioned I got the Aaron Fox. Now the original pick here was Josh Jackson out of Kansas. You guys remember Josh Jackson? Super hyped up defensive prospect. Could play the two or the three. Athletic, solid shooter. It uh, was a part of that weird era of the Suns where they were actually really bad at drafting, and they and their front office didn't really know what to do. But I got them pairing Deer and Fox with Devin Booker. I think that'd be a fun backcourt. I think at this point, probably rules out a potential Chris Paul trade in the future. So this already makes the NBA today look way different. So that means Chris Paul isn't on the Suns, hypothetically. But Swipe of the Fox, Mr. Alleged N- uh, NFT Scam, I don't know too much about that. You guys can let me know. But apparently he he duked his fans out of some money. Dropped an NFT and canceling it. And uh, keeping the earnings, I don't know how true that is. I don't know what his character is like. I'm not a moral arbiter, but De'Aaron Fox at four, De'Aaron Fox has been really good. He's one of those guys that's you know kind of stuck where he is because Sacramento's a total mess. But he is averaging 23 points, six assists. Not a great shooter, but he is a hyper athlete. So I mean, maybe with the right guys around him, he'd succeed. Moving on to the fifth, the New York Knicks. My fault, not the Knicks, I'm sorry. The Kings took the Aaron Fox. Read that wrong. And this redraft, I got them taking Lonzo Ball. So they stick with a the guard. They get Lonzo. This was really kind of just the best fit pick for me because they already had DeMarcus Cousins. Or I'm sorry, they didn't have DeMarcus Cousins at this point. They had Buddy Hield. And uh, Buddy Hield and friends there. So I got Lonzo Ball joining them. Um, You know, I feel like Lonzo kind of had a stunt in his growth playing with LeBron. That took the ball out of his hands. He didn't really get the chance to develop as a facilitator. So maybe in Sacramento, in this hypothetical world, Alonzo Ball's an all-star at this point. Who knows? A lot of questions. A lot of questions. Moving on, though. Number six, the, the Orlando Magic took Jonathan Isaac out of Florida State, who, an NBA 2K, you'd think Jonathan Isaac was a superstar the way this guy wins Defensive Player of the Year's. But he's unfortunately about to miss his second straight season. You know, he tore his ACL in the bubble. Didn't play all of last season. Didn't play all of this season. It's tragic to see. You know, a young man's missed two seasons due to injury. Due to the same injury. And I'm hoping he's okay. Hopefully he'll recover for next year. But I do have them still taking a big man. I got them taking Jared Allen. Jared Allen, out of nowhere, became one of the best centers in the NBA. I didn't think too much of him on the Nets. Probably because there's a bunch of other talent there. And well, I wasn't really watching Nets games before, Katie and Kyrie. But Jared Allen's sweet. He's averaging 16-11, and and sixteen and 11, block a game, great defense. One of the reasons why the Cavs are this year's breakout team and are going to be in the playoffs. Like I mentioned, made the All-Star game. Shooting 68% from the field. That might be the most impressive part of this game is how efficient he is. And that's just that's just finishing around the rim. But still, that's shooting 68% isn't on accident. That's crazy. So I got Jared Allen going 6 instead of Jonathan Isaac. Magic fans. I mean, there's not that many of you. <laughs> but, hey, is this your second coming of Shaq? Who knows? Number 7. All right. Number 7, I didn't know what to do with. Because it's the Timberwolves, and they traded this pick to the Bulls. Looking back, would they still make the Jimmy Butler trade? Probably not. Probably not. But I do have them taking the same player, though. Number 7, they took Laurie Markin in real life. This, I got them taking Laurie Markin in number 7. He's a 7-footer that can shoot. Pair him next to Carl Anthony Towns with Andrew Wiggins, Zach Levine, Chris Dunn. Who the hell knows? That's kind of the Bulls core that I think about it, that they had the past couple of years. But I think pairing Cat and Wiggins there could still make the playoffs back then. That's still a pretty na- pretty nasty team. And I think and Lurie and this year has been all right. The Cavs do like to play tall ball. So I think maybe on the Timberwolves next to Cat might be the perfect fit. Probably the best big man shooting duo of all time. You guys can let me know. I don't know too many else that's in consideration but yeah, career 36% from three, 15 points a game. I like I like Laurie at seven still. Number eight was tough because it's the Knicks, and the Knicks always have so many holes. Knicks fans, I don't mean to chirp you guys, right? I don't, I've don't. i been chirping some people so far. I don't mean to chirp you, but I think you'd even agree. You guys are not the best at drafting. You went with Frank Nilekina, who I'm going to be honest with you. This is five years later. I don't know who the hell that is, really. I know he was supposed to be a great defensive guard. I remember thinking back at the time, like, who the hell is this? Just another Knicks bust. And I kind of spoke into existence. So if you guys want to blame me for that bad pick, hey, go ahead. I won't stop you. But I have him taking an OG Ananobi out of out of Indiana, who is currently an NBA, cha- NBA champion, currently on the Raptors. Um, career. He originally went 23rd. I forgot to mention that. Originally went 23rd. Currently put it up 17-5-3. Solid shooting splits. Plays defense. Good option on the wing. I mean, 17 points a game. I mean, any team would take that. Especially at 8. And especially over Frank Milikina. Because, wow. Alright, we are flying through this. I'm gonna try to keep all these episodes short. I don't want these episodes going too long because, like I mentioned you know no one no one wants to listen to a whole long ass podcast of somebody rambling about stuff, but we are we are eight picks in, so we're halfway through If you guys do enjoy it, you know share it to a buddy, you know share it out, drop a like, drop a follow, whatever any support we really do appreciate it. We are currently starting up, and we will have more guests on here. In the coming weeks, about all sorts of cool stuff. So you guys got to stay tuned for that. Number nine, the Dallas Mavericks. Originally took Dennis Smith out of North Carolina. And if you watched his college tape, you would have sworn Dennis Smith was the next coming of a Russell Westbrook or a prime Derrick Rose. And it's been really just sad to see how terrible he's been. He's already bounced around a couple teams. I know he played for the Pistons last year. So he's played for the Mavericks, the Knicks. Uh, The Pistons and the Trailblazers. Career 10 points game. Actually had a pretty nice rookie year. And then he got traded in the Porzingis trade. Never really found his footing in New York. And kind of just sad to see. Didn't really do anything for the Pistons last year. Nothing for the Trailblazers this year. I mean, he's played a little bit. He's only averaging five points. You hate to see it. But I do have them still picking a guard. This is a bit of a curveball pick, but I do have them taking Monte Morris out of Iowa State. Monte Morris might be the best backup point guard of the NBA. If we're talking like true backups, I'm not talking like a Tyler Hero who's classified as a backup. He's a six man, but we all know Hero's a starting caliber player. Monte Morris, though, averaging thirteen, three and four, basically forty percent from three, basically forty or fifty percent from the field. He really doesn't turn the ball over, which I think is the most impressive part of his game. Career, 3.7 assists per game, 0.8 turnovers per game. That is crazy. That's that's a 3.7 to 1 turnover ratio if we round up a little. If we want to round up even more, that's 4 to 1. He only played three games his rookie year. but The next year he played every game... Um, nice back of the Jamal Murrays. Really stepped up with him and Michael Porter Jr. being out the whole season. And I honestly could see a team trading for him in the offseason. I think his value is pretty high. I think the Nuggets could get a decent return for him. And, I mean, if a team like the Lakers went out and got him or something like that. Or the maybe the Pistons get him and pair him with Cade. So they maybe move Cade to the two. I don't know. But I really like Monte Morris's game. I think he's a really underrated player. Plays all right defense, too, from my understanding. So I got Monte Morris jumping up to to the ninth pick. And that's instead of going 51st overall. So second round steal. Nuggets front office. I tripped you guys earlier. I did. I gave you guys some crap for trading with Donovan Mitchell and Gobert. But I got to give you some flowers on this Monte Morris pick. Hell of a find from Flint, Michigan. Iowa State guy. I like Monte Morris. All right, number ten here. We got this is an interesting one because so it's the Kings taking the pick, but they got it from the Pelicans, and they traded to the Trailblazers. Okay, so this is the Pelicans pick that they gave up in the Marcus Cousins trade to the Kings, who they then gave up to the Trailblazers for. I, I didn't write down the trade. But they took Zach Collins, who I believe is from Gonzaga. And instead, I had them taking John Collins, who is just a little bit better. Not a little bit better, a lot better. he uh, I think he was in the dunk contest a couple years ago, right? The, the, one, in, the one in Charlotte? If I'm not mistaken, maybe that was the year after. But Collins is a big reason why the Hawks were so solid last year and really came out of nowhere. He has had a bunch of injuries, though he hasn't played more than seventy five games in a season. I saw a gross picture of his finger a couple weeks ago where he it was totally just bent the wrong way, and on top of that he had a foot injury at the same time so he's he's currently out indefinitely If I'm a betting man he's not playing another game this season, but he went- he went nineteenth overall to wake Forest. I got him going I am going tenth, so he he climbs up nine spots. 19 was a really good pick from the Hawks. And if they keep him and Trey Young around, I mean, who knows? I think they got to add a wing and some defense, though. But the Hawks could be really good. Could be. Next up, we got the Hornets. And I really wanted to keep this guy here, man. I really did. The Hornets took Malik Malik Monk out of Kentucky with the 11th pick. And outside of this season, Malik Monk hasn't done anything in the NBA but this season he's been such a breakout star had a great game today but instead i got them taking Kyle Kuzma out of Utah who was originally the 27th pick i know we all like to pick on kuzma you know because of his fashion or because he's one of those good players that's also really bad if you know what i mean like he has a lot of low lights despite being a good player it was awful in the playoffs last year but, I mean, Kyle Kuzma was really solid the first year or two in the NBA. First year, put up 16 a game. There was a legit debate. Like, oh, is Kuzma better than Tatum? No, but it was a debate, believe it or not. He's a good he's a good second or third option. He's still relatively young at 26, but I think he's probably hit his ceiling in the NBA. But this year, though, I mean, he's averaging 17, 9, and 4 average PER, so I mean, a little bit of empty stats, but Kuzma's a solid player, he's a solid player, he'd be a really good, he, he was their sixth man, whenever they won the finals, he was, we were, all, we're all forgetting that, he just won a championship, two years ago, it was actually a big part of that team, but he just gets, he, one of those guys again, that just gets bullied, because he plays with LeBron, which isn't really fair to him, because, well just because he play with LeBron, doesn't mean you have to play at LeBron's level, so a lot of people get wrong, but yeah, Kuzma going 11th instead of Malik Monk. I mean, I think the Hornets, though, would much rather have this season's version of Malik Monk than Kuzma. But I don't know. I don't know. Moving on, though. Number 12, the, the Detroit Pistons took Luke Kennard out of Duke. Luke Kennard's just such a Duke player. we we'll talk about this for a second. Like, doesn't it feel like Duke always has those, like, in-your-face, shooting shooting guys... You know, good shooters like Luke Kennard or like the J.J. Reddicks of the world, or I'm even thinking like Austin Rivers, just the just the classic you know stereotypical Duke kind of player. Luke Kennard, I thought was gonna be really good. Apparently, don't know how true this is. He claims, or somebody claims, he knows every single word to the to the movie Frozen. I'm not talking about a song, the entire movie. Who has that kind of time? Not me Not you Probably Luke Kennard But <laughs> that's crazy To be able to memorize an entire movie And it's a kids movie too It came out when Luke Kennard was probably in high school right? Came out 2013 So yeah Luke Kennard was probably Like 15 years old 16 years old I can just imagine if I memorized that I'd be getting flamed at the lunch table So shout out to Luke Kennard I do have the Pistons keeping with the guard theme, though, but I got them taking Derek White, who might be the most underrated defender in the NBA. I think the Celtics trading for him was huge because the Celtics' defense is amazing. Derek White's a big reason why, although they will miss Time Lord out there. But, I mean, Derek White on the season, we got 13 points, 4 rebounds, 5 assists. He's not really much of a scorer, from my understanding. I haven't watched a ton of Derek White. I'm going to be honest with you. But, you know, he's a good six-man for them. The Celtics' defense is freakishly good. And adding Derek White really kind of set them over the top. So I'm excited to see how that team does come playoff time. I'm going to be paying attention to them. And, yeah, Derek White, the pick at 12 to the Detroit Pistons. Another team that's just not very good at drafting. Although they made the right pick this year, in my opinion, on Cade Cunningham, and then hopefully Ben Carroll or Chet Holgram or even Jaden Ivy would be cool with. But we'll see. I'm not gonna make the picks for him. Thirteen, the Denver Nuggets, as we mentioned earlier, originally took Donovan Mitchell, who they flipped to the Utah Jazz. <clears throat> I got them taking Dylan Brooks. Um Dylan Brooks is great. I believe it was Jaron Jackson. Was it Jaron Jackson? No, it was Desmond Bay, not Jaron Jackson. Sorry. He said that Dylan Brooks is really the glue that holds the Grizzlies together and that they've really missed him while he's been out. The Grizzlies, I mean, even when John Morant's been out, they're still winning like 85% of their games. So that really tells me what their culture's like. But Dylan Brooks, the last three seasons, when he's been healthy, they average 16, 17, and 18 a game. He's been, I mean, really been healthy for the most part outside of this year. And I guess 2019, he only played 18 games. But I really liked him out of Oregon. I remember watching him in March Madness 2017, Oregon went to the Final Four. I thought Dylan Brooks was going to be special. I I even remember having him in fantasy basketball. I've, I've been high on Dylan Brooks for years. And I got him going 13th to Denver. So they do miss out on Mitchell, but they get Dylan Brooks. So, I mean, a drop off, yes. But it's not like you're going from LeBron James to Darko Milicic. Like, you're still getting a good player. And for for reference, he originally went 45th overall to the Rockets. Oh, wow, the Rockets didn't know that. Who, I guess they traded. Finally, 14th pick, the Miami Heat. I got them taking Luke Kennard instead of Bam Adebayo. I just feel like this is a Pat Riley kind of player an Eric Spoelstra kind of player. I feel like the Heat, I mean, see what they're doing with Tyler Hero. Luke Kennard's pretty similar. He's not nearly as crafty, though, but he might be a little bit more athletic. I can see the Heat making this guy a pretty good player. And Luke Kennard already is really good. I'm pretty sure he leads the league in three point percent So I think with the Heat system, the Heat's player development, I think Luke Kennard maybe could have been an all-star. And that's not to say that that's on Luke Kennard. That's really just on the Heat. Whoever they take here, I think could have been great. It took Bam Adebayo, bio, who we mentioned earlier, is maybe the defensive player of the year. And a lot of that's because of their player development. So give the Heat some props. For sure, one of the most talented organizations in sports. We never really, you know, whenever we talk about like the Spurs or the New England Patriots of the world. In my opinion, of mine, the Miami Heat should be up there. They turn water into wine, half their roster is undrafted, and they're a top four seed in the East right now with a legit chance to win it. So, shout out to Pat Riley, shout out to Coach Spell, and yeah. So that's twenty seventeen drafts. Five years later, um, it was it was fun to look back and see you know who go who went where, who should have gone high, who should have gone much lower. I had a lot of fun doing this, and if you guys had fun listening and you agreed with my takes or you disagree with my takes, let me know. Let me know where you agreed or disagreed with me. I'd love to debate with you guys, I'd love to talk to you guys about it. And just a little bit more on controversial sports while I'm here. Kind of what we're about. So I started this Instagram page about a week or so ago. And sports writing, sports blogging always been a passion of mine. I've always I've always loved sports. I've always loved to talk about them with people. It's given me the chance to connect with a bunch of people throughout my life and has caused me to Sports really got me through a lot, just being able to watch them, talk about them, and look forward to them. So I've really wanted to follow my passion and try to just try to just share the knowledge I have with a bunch of people. So on my account right now I only have a couple posts up, but they are pretty in-depth. I try to be about you know as thorough as I could be without reaching the <laughs> without reaching the limit for amount of words in a caption. Currently I got a post on Cade Cunningham the Lakers, uh the Tyreek Hill trade, bunch of more stuff coming soon. I uh I mainly talk football and basketball. I do watch baseball, but not as thoroughly as the other two sports. But I will have some baseball takes. I'm gonna keep it a buck with you guys. I don't know much of anything about hockey. I will hopefully have a guest on to kind of just talk hockey for me or do a post for me. Yeah, currently, though, it's just me making posts, writing posts. Um, if, if Hey, if you got something you want me to talk about, let me know, and I'll for sure do it. If you'd like to you know, give me some insight on it, too, I mean, that'd be greatly appreciated, and I'll be sure to give you credit for it. But that's about all I got today. Appreciate you guys for uh, listening. Give it a share if you enjoyed. If you didn't enjoy, that's okay. I appreciate you checked out anyway. But yeah, I will try to have another episode up within the next couple days next episode will be a top 10 mock draft for the NFL draft upcoming. We had about three weeks for the draft, but I'm going to get my top 10 picks out prior to trade soon. So if you're looking forward to that, let me know. Stay tuned. Once again, thank you guys for listening. And, uh, yeah, signing off. Peace.